Okay, everyone. Hello. Uh, my name is Matt, and this is Your Kind of Happy. Um, we explore different topics of self-help, psychology, and religion. And uh, today, I really want to spend a little time talking about um, this concept of unitasking and retaining. Um, it, it seems like we have a problem in our society where, you know, people's knowledge of certain things is about the depth of a skin of a grape. You know, we speak on topics in which we don't really know much about. Uh, we we capture the headlines and that's what we're updated on. And, you know, there's this thing that's happening to us, which is bombardment. You know, if you think about bombardment, think about like, you know, uh, World War II and carpet bombing, right? They were getting bombarded by bombs and it was just destroy everything. There was nothing left. Well, our minds are like that, right? We get bombarded with things you know, and uh, we get bombarded with information all the time. And I always like to think of our minds like, uh, you know, the ebb and flood of tides, where the ebb is when the tide comes in, the flood is when tide goes out, like information should come in, information should go out, it goes out through forgetting, storing in the long term memory, and it goes out through communication and dialogue with other people. And that's where we get in a little bit of trouble sometimes. And I think that uh, we are in an age of bombardment. Um, we, we, it, it makes me think of this, this cool clip I saw of Mr. Rogers. He was up against the uh, a congressional committee um, about his show and they wanted to take it off the air. And he, he defended himself. And he was saying that um, a lot of the other forms of education that he's seeing for the children and entertainment for the children is just nothing but bombardment. And he's actually trying to provide them something with real depth and understanding to teach them and help them learn about life and get life skills. And and uh, the congressional committee was actually a lot of them were moved to tears because it was just such a powerful way of speaking. And and he made a lot of sense. Well, that's how it is today. I mean, if you've ever seen a video like of the social dilemma and you've kind of watched how these algorithms work at play on how we um are funneled into certain certain material and media based off of how we've clicked and what we've said that our phones have picked up, you know, it, it's it's no wonder that we get so polarized as a country because we're constantly being fed what we're looking for, um, even when we don't know what we're looking for that's somewhat related. But we're really not designed and our brains are not designed to have so much information coming in. And we're constantly flooded with information. People 100 years ago had way less coming in, uh, so they had more time to marinate and process and think about it. And I don't necessarily, I think that the bombardment's a big problem, but I think we have an even bigger processing problem. I think that we're not allowing our times to process and marinate on what we're exposed to throughout the day. And so it's just one thing after the next, after the next. And our brains are not allowed to do this. I mean, studies show that people forget about 40% what they learned in 20 minutes and 77% of what they learned in six days. But we take a look at the way in which social media and streaming and let's just say regular television like Netflix and all that, the way those things are designed is to um, spike and maintain your focus for as long as possible, to give you a dopamine hit, to give you your brain aroused and keep you engaged and focused. And they try to do that, um, you know, by having like flashy lights and scenes and crazy, you know, um, situations that, you know, you wouldn't normally encounter in life. 
And so then it's really exciting and it's neat to watch that. The news does this. Multiple shorts on the social media do this. They're all designed to keep you clicking and staying. Um, but then what's left? After we're done looking at these things, uh, there's not much left. We have sapped our neurotransmitters, the ones that keep us focused, like epinephrine, um, serotonin, dopamine, things that keep us awake, alert. Cortisol, how about that? There's a hormone that we have that when we wake up, we get an injection of cortisol. It, it allows our body to get up and move. We have dopamine that gets us motivated to move. Um, and too much cortisol puts us into fight or flight. It's unhealthy. Uh, too much cortisol at nighttime keeps us awake. It's unhealthy. We need that balance between the cortisol and the melatonin to maintain our circadian rhythms. But if we're getting bombarded constantly by social media, news, and all that, it's not really uh, easy for us to... To, to, to break those habits, to break that cycle. And when we take away our phones and our computer screens, like life is more plain, you know? So like turn off your phone for 10 seconds and just look around your room. It's kind of boring, but it shouldn't be like that. But that's because we're getting so much out of that little black box in our hand that, um, you know, we're, we get addicted to it. So this is a pretty big problem. But then the other side of the coin is that we're not allowing time to process and pay attention to what we learned. You know, we're constantly multitasking and dividing. I mean, it's no no secret that when somebody's texting and driving, they're more likely to get into a car crash. I mean, there's data and studies that, that prove that. You can look it up. And so you might be thinking, well, I'm a really good multitasker. Well, you're actually not. No one's a really good multitasker. Multitasking means you're doing multiple things at once, right? I mean, there are some people maybe that have like split brain syndrome that can read two pages at one time. I mean, I've heard about that happening, but let's try a little exercise. Okay, so count to one to 10 as fast as you can in your head. Okay, you're probably done. Okay, not hard. How about uh, A to M as fast as you can? Okay, pretty easy. Uh, not hard because we're, we're unitasking. We're focusing on one thing at a time single tasking, whatever you want to call it. Um, now let's try actual multitasking. Okay. So we're going to pair those two, A1, B2, C3, D4. Okay. Try to do it all the way to M. See how far you can go. Okay. So I, I'm getting about G and I'm starting to get a little uh, confused and it's difficult. So, so yeah, so you see, you see how when you actually do multitask, your attention is divided and you're constantly code switching. It's hard. It's hard to stay focused on things. So <clears throat> um, if we want to get good at communicating with people, we want to get good at being um, really good at focusing on conversation. We want to get really effective at our work. Um, and we want to learn material and be able to articulate it really well to other people and sound like we know what we're talking about and not have knowledge that's as thin as the skin of the grape. Um, we need to unitask. We need to eliminate distractions. People that are really, really successful in life, uh, they get into the zone. They get into the flow. Think of an artist that spends hours at a painting. They're not doing anything else. They are becoming that brush. They are becoming that canvas. They are fully in tune. And they do so well because they're unitasked. They're really, really focused on that one thing at a time. They're not constantly dividing their attention, looking down, looking up, looking down, reading the newspaper. They can't do that. And so unitasking is a really, really good thing that we need to do. Um, 
and it allows us to really absorb material, but um, it'd be exposed to material. But absorbing it, I think that comes from really steeping in something for a while. I think that we need to really, um, when we learn something, we need to take just as much time to process and think about what we learned and make a plan and attention of how to apply it. Your brain has a great filtering mechanism. I think it's called the episodic buffer in your working memory where uh, your brain decides what's relevant and what's not relevant for use later. And so when we take a piece of material that we want to use, right, that's that could be helpful for us, don't click like that little save tag or watch later or whatever that might be that we're clicking on to reserve that for another time because it's important. Instead, pause, shut off what you're doing, think about articulating what they're saying in your own words, your own way, and then think about how you might apply that to your life now or in the near future, you know? And so now what you're doing is you're trying to signal to your brain like, hey, I'm actually going to use this information. I'm going to apply this to my life. And that might actually allow that code, that information to go on your, your mind to be readily available for when those situations do come up, you know? And so like, additionally, uh, when we see things and we're exposed to things, we have to allow ourselves to process what we're seeing. And I just described a little bit about what processing it is, you know, like, how am I going to use this, say, articulate in a different way, but sometimes communicating with people, talking about things and just thinking and pondering and, and contemplating um, those things are what processing is. We need to process information. And if we're bombarded by too much information, we're not get, allowing time to process that information. So what's happening is it's going unfiltered into our subconscious and it could be affecting our mood, our neurotransmitters, and all that. On top of the neurotransmitters, it's already sapping because we're being bombarded by our attention. And our attention is being focused on something for so long. That's unhealthy. So it's no wonder that the, there's spikes in experience. Uh, there's, there, there's spikes in ADHD today. People are so like, do I have ADHD? I think I have ADHD. I can't stay focused. Well, because you're being bombarded all the time. So... You know, time to reflect. So it's, it, here's a great example. So it's suggested that like when we read something to learn, to, to absorb it, we have to read 100 to 200 words a minute, right? To comprehend it, like just to kind of know what it's talking about. That's, you know, three to 400, two to 400 words, something like that. And skimming is like four to 700 words. So we got to read things sometimes slow, read it multiple times, highlight it twice, you know, rip it out, paste it on your forehead, whatever you have to do. But what we want to prevent is a whole generation of people that are being bombarded, that never have time to process what they're learning, and they're not thinking about how to apply it, and then they're just stuck being in this place where they're only reading the first headline of every newsreel, and they're sharing their opinion that has no basis. So don't be that guy. Hope you like the podcast.